Okay, we are currently in a series called Mixed Motives, and so I'm bringing the second installment today. We're looking at the middle section of the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, so we're looking at Jesus is talking about certain things that Christians do, and he's, he's challenging the motive behind that, the reason why. So when, when man looks at the outside, Jesus looks straight at the heart, and so he's challenging our hearts in those things. And so Jason spoke last week about giving and the motive and our heart in giving, and today, straight from Jesus' mouth, not mine, we are going to be looking at the idea or the practice of fasting, Okay, I see you all super excited, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> trust me, you're going to be excited by the end of this message. Okay, so let's look at um, our scripture for the day, which is in Matthew 6, verse, from verse 16 to 18. Okay, it says, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting, except your father who knows what you do in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. Okay, so Jesus starts by saying, when you fast, not if you fast. Okay, he assumes that his followers fast. And he's not, he's not addressing um, the super spiritual. He's not addressing the, the rulers, or, I mean, the, the spiritual um, rulers at that time. He's, he's addressing his followers, the crowd that were following him, those that wanted to following him, follow him. So he was addressing you and I. And he assumes that fasting would be a part of our Christian lives. So unfortunately, if we look at the Christian world today, that's not actually true. And that's okay. To be honest, in this church, fasting food in the sense of what the, what the biblical sense of what they did, how they did it in, in um, those days, hasn't actually been a huge part, hasn't been a focus for us as a church here either. Okay, we've often... Um, encourage you towards something called a soul fast because times are very different now to what they were back then in an agrarian culture. Um, we have so much demanding for our attention these days. And so we've often encouraged you to, to do a soul fast, which is a fast of media or anything that distracts your soul from Jesus. Give up. So, so in, that would be more a... Um, abstaining from certain things, so whether it's social media, series, um, anything that's taking up your time and your focus so that we can create space for God. So that's been a, a, a big thing in our, in our church. But I do feel that over the last, say, year and a half, that God has been turning our focus towards what Jesus is, is addressing here as a fast, and that would be fasting food. Okay, for a period of time, um, it was different. Different people did it for different lengths of time. Um, majority would have been from sundown the night before to sundown the following night, so 24-hour period. Um, so I'm not going to assume that everyone here fasts. <laughs> okay, um, we've actually have the statistics, we've done um, some surveys, so we know for a fact that it's not a, it's not a, a, there's not a high percentage of us that do this on a regular basis. But I really feel challenged that as a church, that this could be a next step for us. And I want to invite you 
to join us as, as some of us on the staff and the leadership team um, ex start experimenting with this as, a, as part of one of our rhythms in our rule of life, I want to invite you to join with us and to, to yeah, just to, to try, give it a go, and to see what God does in our lives and through us in our community. Okay, so the Pharisees fasted, would have fasted twice a week. That's what they were, one of, this would have been one of those days. They um, apparently fasted on every Monday and every Thursday. But they are a classic example of what we call mixed motives. Because that would have started out with the right motive. Okay? They actually used to, um, or it said that they would fast on a Monday and Thursday because that's what they, those are the days that they thought Moses went up to Mount Sinai. And so they wanted to follow his devotion to God. They wanted to seek him, seek God like Moses did, and they wanted to seek his holiness. So that's a great motive, right? But somehow those motives changed over the years. And here we see Jesus saying, don't do it like the hypocrites because they're actually just doing it for attention. And so we're going to quickly look at some of the wrong motives to fast. So the first one being to impress others. Okay. Fasting should not draw attention to ourselves. It should help us place our attention on God or on Jesus. And so what was happening here, the disciples, that, that wrong motive had crept up to such a place that that actually became their motive for fasting. So now they needed to make sure that people could see that they were fasting, otherwise they wouldn't get the attention and the affection that they were actually craving. And what's ironic is that fasting is actually a way to humble ourselves and focus on God, but what they were actually doing is they were feeding pride. And so they would either maybe put ash on their face to make them look, you know, all solemn and holy. Um, maybe they wore a sackcloth over their head, or um, they would maybe not put so much effort into their hygiene in that week so that people could be like, oh, look at them. Oh, they're so humble. You know, just sacrificing for us so that they could pray for us, so that they can trust God for us. Who knows? They might not have even been praying. Because their motive, God, Jesus could see straight to their heart, they were enjoying this attention from other people. And our fasting is hard, guys. Okay? It takes a lot of self-control. It is sacrificial to, to give something up. It's hard. So there is a, a genuine temptation to let people know. Okay? It's nice to, to get a bit of a pat on the back because you're, you're doing this thing that's hard for you. But when we give in to the, that temptation of telling people, of advertising our fast, there is such a risk of our motives shifting and of us not doing it for the right reason. So the first challenge is when you fast, don't advertise it. Okay, don't make it weird, like, okay, I'm not going to tell my spouse. When they, when they serve me dinner, when Reese serves me dinner, I'm just be like, oh, I'm just... Not tonight, maybe, you know. Okay, it's okay to say I'm fasting to your spouse. It's okay to, to tell people if, if maybe they're inviting you out for a meal. But check your heart, check your motive. Okay, I like what, Je what Jesus, oh my goodness. Do you know how often I say that? I like what Jason, I don't think he's Jesus, okay. <laughs> Sorry. What Jason said last week is, are you trying to impress or are you trying to inspire Okay, so you can think about that. Am I trying to inspire people towards doing this with me, or am I actually just trying to impress people by my super spiritualness? Okay, that's totally a word. Okay, the second um, wrong motive would be legalism. 
okay? We don't, we don't want to just get into a habit of, okay, we fast every Thursday, and that's what we do because we're a part of this type of church, and that's what they do. That's called legalism, and there's no life in that. That's not life-giving, and it's not going to bring the results that you want. It's not going to do in your heart what you're actually wanting it to do. So fasting is a choice, and it's in response to something. Okay, it's out of devotion to God, or it's in response to a need. It's not just something that we have to do so often. Okay. Thirdly, manipulation. Okay, we don't, we don't fast in order to force God's hand. You know, if I just give up food long enough, Jesus is going to do what I want him to do. That's called a hunger strike, and that's not going to work. Okay, you're just going to be hungry. So we don't manipulate God. And in actual fact, when we fast, we're doing the opposite. We're trying to align our will with God's will. Okay, we're trying to humble ourselves in front of God, not the other way around. Okay, next one is for rewards in heaven. Okay, Jesus does say, and your father who sees what you do in, in um, private will, re- will reward you, but that can't be our motive. Like, I'm going to fast every day because, man, I'm going to have this mansion in heaven when I get there. Okay, that's not a motive. That wouldn't be the right motive to fast. Okay, next is God's love and approval. God is not going to be mad at you if you don't fast. He's not going to love you more if you fast. You will never be more loved than you are right now. You don't have to fast for God's approval. Okay, He loves you. You're good. Like, fasting is, is us responding to God's love. It's, and what it can do is when we create that space and we actually take the time to clear away things and we sit in God's presence, what it, what it might do is actually allow us to sense His love more because we're drawing near to Him. And it could ignite more of a love and a passion for, for God, but it definitely doesn't make us His favorite children. It doesn't make Him love us more. Okay, next, it's not a diet. Okay, we do not fast to lose weight. <laughs> that might happen. That might not happen. I'm not giving you any promises. But that cannot be your motive for fasting because you will hate it. Okay. Otherwise, just call it a diet. Okay. Lastly, it is not a detox for your body. And this one challenged me because we fast, we, we try fast at the beginning of, of every year or we, more, we don't do full fast. We, we abstain from certain foods and our what we tell people our motivation is, is because, and, and it is part of it, you know, it's mixed motives here, okay, I'm being real, um, we say, because I know that certain foods affect my mood quite badly, and I, I get very anxious or very uptight, uh, eating certain things like sugar and caffeine, and, and then other foods make me feel lethargic, and I don't have much energy or focus. And so what we want to do is we want to eat only the stuff that's going to help us to be alert and be awake and be focused in the beginning of the year so that we can hear from God, so that we can get God's vision for the year. But if I'm really honest and I look at my motives, a big part of that is I just want to detox my body, <laughs> okay? December's been wild, and... There's all kinds of crazy stuff. So we, we actually just want to like come back to the basics, detox my body, but then I must call that a detox. Then I mustn't call it a fast. So I need to look at, at our, what are our real motives at the beginning of the year. And maybe we do a detox and then we join in with the five days of um, focus where we actually pray and fast towards what God wants to do. So it's just about checking our hearts and why are we actually doing what 
what we're doing, okay? So, what are the actual reasons to fast then? I want to give you three great reasons to fast. The first is to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. Okay, to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. We're going to look at Galatians 5, verse 16 to 17. And it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you actually want to do. And so Paul's saying to them, like, there's this wrestle inside of us where, I mean, in, in, in the book of Romans, he, he goes on to, to talk about how he struggles with, um, or he struggled with sin. Don't you love how real the Bible is? Come on, you should read it. It's amazing. Okay. He, he goes on to say, like, I know what I need to do, but I end up doing what I don't want to do. And I know what I don't want to do or what I do want to do, but I don't do it. He's saying there's this wrestle inside of us. Okay. We know that we want to be healthy, but man, that cake looks so good. Okay, we want to get up early and go to gym, but, ew, like, I just want to snooze and snooze and snooze in the morning because that sleep is so good. There's a constant wrestle inside of us because we want to do these things. We have these desires to do these things, but we end up doing the opposite thing. Anyone relates? Is that, is that just me? Okay, I think we all can relate to that. Now, what Paul's not saying is he's not saying your body is bad. Okay, we are made of made up of body, soul, and spirit, and they're all good. Our body was created by God. We need to look after it. We need to present it as a holy sacrifice. It's the temple of God. It's not bad. He's not talking about your body. He's talking about something that he refers to as the flesh. And these are our sinful desires. Okay, what Jason often refers to it as our disordered desires. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, who gives us this, these deep desires to please God. He, he writes the, his word on our heart. So we actually have a desire to do what pleases God, okay? But at the same time, we're still fighting off what they call the flesh and the desires that, that don't align with what God's desires for us are. So we have these mixed desires in us. And our strongest desire is not always our deepest desire, Okay, so when Reese and I were dating, we had some strong desires, okay, especially late at night. There were strong desires, but those were not actually our deepest desires, okay? Our, we had a deep desire to please God with our relationship. We had a, a deep desire to honor God with our bodies and to, to set up our future marriage on a, on a good foundation. We had a desire to honor God. That was a deep desire. But that wasn't the strongest desire at 11 o'clock at night, okay? There were other desires that were stronger. But, and that's why I'm saying fasting is something that helps us to feed the spirit and starve the flesh. Because when we're focusing on those deep desires and we're feeding those and we're, we're building into that, we're not, going to be as, we're not going to give in to those strong desires as easily. And yes, we can give in to that, but that's not actually really what we want. That's what we want in the moment, but it's not actually what we want. And so when we're feeding the Spirit, it's helping us to align our actions and our 
desires with what we really want, the dream that we actually have for our lives. And whatever you feed grows, whatever you starve dies. When Jesus, um, before he started his public ministry, Jesus went, was filled with the Spirit at his baptism, and then he went into the desert for 40 days, and he fasted for 40 days, and then he faced Satan in a temptation, and this temptation was actually the same temptation that Adam and Eve failed, failed at, fa- faced in the garden that they failed at, okay? <laughs> um, but you would think that after 40 days, like Jesus would be tired and weak, and that he would give in to temptation, Right? But actually, his flesh was weak, but his spirit was strong because he had been feeding his spirit for 40 days so that when he faced that temptation, which was actually about food, by the way, he was able to say no. Like, yes, I have this like, strong desire for food right now, but actually my spirit is stronger. And so I have a desire to, to honor God, to please God, and to fulfill the plan and purpose that God has put me on this earth to do. So fasting doesn't make us weaker, it makes us stronger. But now our society doesn't help us, okay? Our society is set up in a way where it actually caters constantly for our flesh, Okay, it's advertising, it's, it's enticing those flesh desires all the time. In fact, it sends it straight to your phone these days. Okay, and not only does it send all the stuff to the phone, now there's algorithm, algorithms so that it caters specifically to your desires. Okay, if you maybe lean towards materialism, you can just get tempted all day long on your phone with everything that comes there. Okay, if you have... Um, and it's, uh, issues with greed or um, gluttony, you can, get, you can get bombarded all day long with just things that you want and need in your life. So, so it's hard. It is hard. Society makes it so hard for us, okay? Also, our culture. Our culture says, follow your heart. Okay, you matter. You're important. Do what pleases you. Okay, if it feels good, it must be right. That is such bad advice, guys. Okay, that is not biblical, and it's not good for you. It's actually what some writers call the pleasure principle, where you, you just give in to whatever feels right, whatever pleases you, whatever produces pleasure in that moment. But norm- usually, mostly, what is, what is pleasurable in the moment is actually not good for you long term. And what maybe is hard in the moment is actually going to produce genuine joy and pleasure in the long run. And so we, we cannot live our lives by this pleasure principle. Okay, this is why the divorce rate is so high. This is why addictions are so high. Okay, because in that moment, it's so, oh, it's, it's such a strong desire just to give in, to just, just um, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, to gratify that, but also to escape. Like, in that moment, you just, like, oh, it's so tempting just to escape. You know, escape the pressures, escape the things in that moment. But then, in the long run, you end up bringing destruction on your entire family and your future. It's not worth it. Okay, there's a massive debt crisis. Because we live in in this society that says, just do what feels right right now. Okay, but whatever we feed will grow, and whatever we starve will die. 
And so if you, you can go back and look at Galatians 5 at home and have a look. Um, I don't have time to get into it now, but Paul actually goes on and gives you a list of what are these flesh desires, and it lists things like lust and witchcraft and jealousy and bursts of rage, selfish ambition. Okay, there's a whole list. You can read through that. This is what, what is, that's the desires of the flesh. But then it, he goes on to say the Holy Spirit produces these things in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the goal. Okay, this passage is, is outlining what, what, is the, what is the goal? What is the what? This is what we want in our lives. We want to be people of love that are filled with love and joy and peace and patience. That's the goal. But now how do we get there? What is it that's going to help us to become those people? And fasting is one of those things. Okay, all the practices will help you. But the reason why fasting is so great for this specific thing is that it's because it actually affects our bodies and our desires. So we all have a natural desire for food. It's one of our like, most basic desires as, as a human being is for food, to feed, to nourish. And we don't even just eat to nourish these days. We eat for pleasure. We eat to enjoy. Okay? And so when we deny, when we fast, we're actually denying our body what it's craving, what it's wanting. And so we're not saying food is bad. Okay? Food is good. I mean, gluttony is a sin. Okay? Just that in the back of your mind, but food is not bad, okay? The desire for food is not bad, but sometimes we have to, to teach our bodies. We need to say no to things that are not terrible for us so that we can train our bodies to say no to things that are bad for us, okay? When we give, if we easily give into our food cravings, we're going to easily give in to other ungodly cravings. But when, if we can learn to to deny ourselves for, for a period, we're actually training our body to say, you don't have to get everything you want. You don't have to please yourself all the time. Okay, we're actually, it's more important to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. And this is what I'm, what I'm training myself to do at this moment, is to, to seek God's righteousness. I want to be like, more like you, Jesus. I want to experience your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness. And so I'm saying no right now. And then later when we're facing a temptation to give in to a sexual sin or a prideful sin or an ego sin, it's going to be easier for us to say no, to not give in to that. So we're starving the flesh in order to feed the Spirit. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay, so this is a great reason to fast. Okay, to say, God, I want to be more like you. I want to pursue your righteousness. And so I'm going to starve the flesh and feed the Spirit. That's our first good reason to fast. Okay, secondly is positioning ourselves for His presence. Positioning ourselves for his presence. A great reason to fast is to draw near to God, to express our hunger for God. Uh, and one of the writers expresses it like this. He says, whole, fasting is whole body hungering for God. Do you love that? Whole body hungering for God. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. 
Okay, when we seek God with all of our heart, we will find him. There's something about the seeking that God desires. He actually wants, he's a relational God. He wants us to seek him. Okay, he doesn't want to just be this God that stands in heaven and as you line up and you say, God, I want this and this and this, and you're like, tick, 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 here we go, tick, 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 here we go. Okay, that's not who he is. God is relational. He wants to know you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And so he wants you to pursue him. He wants you to seek him. And fasting is a great tool to help you to focus your mind and your whole body after not just hung hungering for the things that we want and the pleasures that we want, but for God himself. And fasting is not a formula, okay? It doesn't, we're not gonna just fast and then have these incredible experiences with God and it's gonna be amazing. Um, it, it, there are those times, but it's, it's not about what we can get from God, okay? We're not fasting because we want, we're gonna fast. Our motive shouldn't be because we want this great experience with God. The motive is that we wanna express our love to God. We wanna devote our hearts to God. And in those moments, this is what happens. We're actually putting ourselves in a position where our love for God grows, where we actually get to express and, and, and um, experience or allow God to experience our love for Him. And then there's times where that is actually, like I've had moments where I've just sensed God's presence so tangibly. And you just sit there and you're just like, God, I can just feel how much you love me. And this is amazing. Okay, and then there's other times where I've fasted and prayed and I haven't felt anything. And that's okay because it's not about the feeling. It's about me devoting my heart, my time, my energy to him. And so we position ourselves for his presence. That's a great motive to fast. And then lastly, we fast to present our needs to God. Okay, that's a good motive. It's okay to fast because you have a need. God wants you to do that, okay, because it actually teaches us where to, to lean on God as opposed to other, other coping mechanisms like escaping or trying to do it all in our own strength. It actually puts our focus on, okay, where do we get our strength from? Where do we get our answers from? Where, who is our provider? God is. Okay, so we fast in response to needs. Fasting is a response to kingdom hope. Okay, it shows that we have hope. No, no situation is hopeless if you are a Christian. Okay, no situation is hopeless. So we fast in a response to the kingdom hope that we have. Um, we can fast when we face a crisis. Okay, we see in, we see Esther doing that in the Old Testament where the whole nation was gonna be destroyed and, and she says, okay, come on guys, we're gonna fast for three days and we're gonna see what God does. We need a miracle, we're gonna, we're gonna fast and then I'm gonna do what I need to do and we're gonna see what happens and God comes through for them. So next time you need a miracle or you're facing a crisis, okay, start with prayer and fasting. Turn to God and say, God, I need a miracle, we're gonna trust for a miracle. Okay, we can fast for clear direction. You see, God doesn't hear us better when we fast. We hear God better when we fast, okay? Because we're the ones slowing down. We're the ones focusing, which means it doesn't work to fast on your busiest day. You know, I'm gonna fast on, on Tuesdays because it's my meeting, so I won't even notice that I'm hungry. It's fine. It's not in the fasting <laughs> that, that makes it happen, 
okay, other religions fast. It's, it's not about the, the actual thing of giving up the food. It's about what it does in your heart and for you. So when you give up food, it's, it's saying, okay, God, I'm going to create the space. Because cooking food takes time. Preparing food, cleaning away after food, shopping for food, meal planning, all of that takes so much time. So the idea is to take away all of that. You don't have to pack lunches, none of that. But you're meant to use that time to actually focus on God, to quieten down, to say, okay, God, I'm listening. I need, I need help with this situation. Okay, I need your direction. I need your wisdom. God, I don't want to make a decision that's going to affect the rest of my life and my own strength. I want to hear your voice. And you actually sit and listen. And it helps us to, to be sensitive to his spirit so that we can get a clear direction. Okay, I don't have time to read them, but in Acts 13 and 14, we see a few times how the disciples, before making any decisions for the church, fasted and prayed together. If they had to appoint elders in the church, they would fast and pray and then anoint and send the elders out. Okay, we need to take the time to hear God's wisdom for our lives. And then lastly, in presenting needs, we can actually present other people's needs to God through prayer and fasting. So we can fast for the sake of others. And this is, this is our motivation right now as a, as a staff and as a leadership team is that we wanna, we, we, we're gonna start fasting together every Thursday because Thursdays is our prayer meeting day. It's the day we, we pray for you guys and pray for our community. And so as a staff, we're gonna start fasting together every Thursday for the sake of others especially leading up, all the way leading in, up, up to our relaunch in, at the end of September. Okay, do you know that Friday is 100 days till we relaunch the church? Come on, 100 days, guys. Okay, we're going to, and this is not just about renaming the church. We're not re, just renaming the church. We're looking at everything, everything, why we do everything that we do, and we're, we're, really seeking God and trusting God to, to shift and change and take away things that he doesn't want and add whatever he wants to because we actually want to relaunch in this community. Okay, COVID has been terrible for a lot of areas and especially for church. And so, we, so we're wanting to relaunch in our community and, and trust God that he's going to use us to be the light, to be the difference in our community. We're fasting and praying that God's kingdom would come in our communities. Okay, when we talk about God's kingdom, we're saying, God, we want your values in our community. We want your culture in our communities. We want your will to be done because we know like you, like Whatever's of you is the best. And so we want to trust that people would come to know you. We want to reach our community with a life-giving message of Jesus. And so that's our motivation for fasting. And I want to invite you to take this next step with us, church. And you want to join us? Please don't, say, don't join us in, out of legalism and saying, okay, the church is fasting on a Thursday. Gosh, I need to get up and fast because that's the right thing to do. Because then there's no point actually in fasting. But we need to check our motives every Thursday. There's been so many times I've been doing this for a little while on a Thursday. And there's times where I get up and I'm like, oh, my alarm goes off because I never remember. So I set an alarm to say, don't eat. Okay. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I'll have breakfast and then I'll remember, oh my gosh, it's Thursday. Okay. So my alarm goes off and says, don't eat, it's Thursday. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Got to fast. And I've been challenged in preparing this message that now on a Thursday, I'm like, no, 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 I don't have to fast. I want to fast. Why, why do I want to fast? You know what? I want to fast personally because I want to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. I want to be more kind, more gentle, more, more good. I want to be a better wife, a better mom, a better um, child of God. And so I'm choosing today to do that. And the same with now on Thursdays, fasting for our community. It's to remind ourselves, no, no, no. We're fasting for the sake of others. So don't you understand as we close, okay, fasting could look different for each of you. For us, um, for me personally, I, I start with breakfast, so I'll eat dinner the night before, I'll fast breakfast and lunch, and then we'll have dinner again in the evening. Well, these days, dinner gets earlier and earlier on those nights. <laughs> Maybe set a time. Um, but it can look whatever it is for you. Maybe you want to start with just breakfast. Or maybe you don't usually eat breakfast, then that's not going to be helpful. Okay, then start with lunch and take your lunch break as an hour to, to pray on behalf of others. Okay, or maybe you want to do dinner together one night and then wake up and break it with a breakfast. 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 Okay? Whatever... Whatever works for you guys, okay, it's not legalistic. There's no one set thing. I think as a staff, we're encouraging them to do from, from um, sunrise to sunset, okay? So by the time the sun's up, you don't eat until the sun goes down again, okay? So that's what we're, what we're going to do as a staff. But I just want to encourage you to, to spend some time thinking about this and praying about this and asking God, just, God, what do you want me to do? Is this the next step for me? Okay, for some of you, I know that right now, like in our world today, there, there's a lot of um, body shame or body even um, eh? dysmorphia. I totally know what that means. <laughs> um, but so if, if you're here today and, and eating, you've got an unhealthy um, relationship with food, okay, Maybe fasting isn't the best thing right now. There's other practices that I would encourage you to look into. Um, we don't want you to, to, to have made progress in something and then fall back in it. But that's why I'm saying, ask God, okay? Maybe you're on medication that you need to eat food with. Then ask God, God, what can I do? God, I want to I wanna seek you. I want to starve the flesh, feed the spirit. I want to draw near to you. And I want to pray for certain needs and on, for the sake of others. What can I do? What's my next step? So if you want to just lift your hands up, I'm going to pray that God would give you those answers and that together we can be a mighty force as we reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus.